You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Um, all right, let's dive into it. As we know, Bill Belichick, it's it's the story, right? He has Zach Wilson's number, right? What What is it? What is it about Bill Belichick? What is it about his defensive schemes that, you know, young quarterbacks, rookies, first-year, second-year quarterbacks have a difficult time against that Patriots defense? Well, Anita, the first thing I would say is when Bill Belichick, you know, stepped up to the podium this week, one of the first things he said was, it's Jets week, you know, and he said it again today. And so I think, you know, before you get into like Belichick versus Zach Wilson or Belichick versus the rookie quarterback, I I sort of look at it as like Belichick versus the Jets. There's something about this matchup, and I think we know what it is, right, the history um, that he has with the organization that seems to bring out the best in him, right? Um, don't want to say it means more than other games, but there's just, I don't know, there's always something about the Jets that just seems to feel different, you know, when I'm around Bel- Bill Belichick and the Patriots in weeks leading up to it. And, and, and relative to, to the stuff with Zach, I think they, they, they're very multiple defense. They, they change what they do a lot, and sometimes – so that can be a lot for a young quarterback to handle. Um, no denying that. And, of course, we saw what happened in this year's NFL draft where the Pittsburgh Steelers um, jumped ahead of the, the Jets to uh, draft uh, the, the offensive lineman, Broderick Jones, right? Is it Jones? I, That's I, I, right. Right? Yeah. Um, and and, you New, and yep. New England was like, sure, come on up. Come take that offensive yeah. lineman that the Jets want. We're happy to give it to you. Um, yeah, there's that. <laughs> um, so, so with that being said, you know, on the opposite side, so we know Zach Wilson has been struggling. This wasn't the script. This wasn't the storyline we were all anticipating, right? It was supposed to be Aaron Rodgers. It's not now. But for Mac Jones, you know, I, I guess maybe I was expecting more, and, and maybe I'm expecting maybe too much too soon with the addition of Bill O'Brien now as the offensive coordinator. We saw how Mac Jones struggled big time last year. I was excited to hear that they brought in like a legit offensive coordinator for him. Um, you know, and I know it's a small sample size, Mike, but but how would you evaluate that hire right now after two games? Really strong um, in Bill O'Brien, just in terms of you can tell that there's a vision there and they're attacking um, the other team, um, you know, sort of the way they used to do it with Josh McDaniels. I don't know if you know this, Anita, Mac Jones has thrown 96 passes. Uh, that leads all NFL quarterbacks through two weeks of the season. It's actually the third highest total of any Patriots quarterback, um, you know, in the first two games of the season. So they've thrown it a lot. I think the hard part right now through two games is, really getting a a thorough, fair analysis of what they're doing offensively because their offensive line has been sort of um, patchwork. Really, going back to the first days of training camp, they've had a run of injuries, an illness, and and really inconsistency. Um, They haven't been able to play the same unit, really, at all, and guys in, guys out. Uh, trading for guys next thing you know they're starting so they're starting to get a little semblance of continuity um, with most of their guys back for Sunday's game minus maybe a right tackle Um, so you know once we get a look at that we'll get a better idea but Anita it's like yeah they're gonna win a game 
you know, you can't dig yourself too big of a hole this early in the season. It, it almost feels like extended preseason to me in that regard. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, with all due respect to the Jets and, and whatnot, I think the expectation now that Aaron Rodgers is not here and there is not, like, a better quarterback that's manning this team, which I think has been built to win now. You know, I think I think the Jets would be better with, like, let's say a Kirk Cousins, somebody like that, but they're not. They've come out. They said that they're going to roll with Zach Wilson. I think the expectation for Mac Jones and this Patriots team is is very different, right? Like, and, and they are 0-2, and we've seen the trend, Mike. You start 0-3, the, the statistics, the probability, they don't lie. You don't make it to – majority of teams do not make it to the postseason. Like, this is a must-win game, I feel, more so for the Patriots uh, than, than the Jets. Are you feeling that sense of urgency this week covering this team? So, well, so I agree with everything you said. And, and just to give you the numbers, um, the, you, you start 0-3. Since 1966, only six of 251 teams mm-hmm. – have made the playoffs. So you mentioned must win. I agree. I need to like that. The last team to do it was the 2018 Texans. Bill O'Brien actually happened to be their head coach. The one thing I'd say on those numbers is, you know, it doesn't take into account that seventh playoff team was added in 2020. And you're now playing 17 regular season games, which added in 2021. So maybe the margin for errors a little bit more, you know, than it had been in the past. That being said, I don't know if you looked at the Patriots schedule, Anita, next week they're at the Cowboys. Like, that's a tough game, too. You could be 0-4 if you don't beat the Jets. So um, I definitely feel the urgency. I was in the locker room today um, talking to one player, Devon Godshow, defensive tackle, asked him how things are going. He said simply, we got to get a win. And that's sort of the mindset I've heard all week from the players. You talk about going up against Dallas. Isn't that the big reason why they got Will Greer off the practice squad from Cincinnati to give them some insight on the Dallas Cowboys in week four? I just, I think Bill Belichick is, I, I, I just, he's, I, I, I think he's so smart. And, and I love the moves he makes. And I, I love, I love the way that he plays the game. Um, Mike, before we let you go, let's talk about, the weather conditions, right, uh, yeah. that are expected in New York for this game. Um, they're not supposed to be great. Obviously, w- w- I'm, I'm trying – I had to pronounce the name of the storm on Daily Wager earlier. Um, Ophelia or something like that? Anyway, a, 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 a tropical cyclone, a tropical storm, whatever the case may be, it is not, it's not going to be fun. Uh, with that being said, Brees Hall is expected to play. you got the one-two punch in the backfield with Dalvin Cook. Stevenson, Ezekiel Elliott, you know, there, there's there's some talent here. In bad weather conditions, what team do you think has the upper hand? Whew. I honestly don't know the answer to that, Anita, because I'll tell you, the Patriots' ball security has not been great through the first two weeks of the season. Uh, they've lost two fumbles. Mack has thrown two interceptions. Three of those uh, turnovers have come in the first quarter. They have not led in a game this season. Um, so part of me feels like the weather for a team that's trying to improve its ball security, like that's not really what you want to be playing in if you're the Patriots, right? And so part of me feels like it might favor the Jets, you know, and, and, and maybe I'm too hyper-focused on the Patriots. 
I just feel like they've been very sloppy taking care of the football, and it's really hurt them. And so to me, this adds to the challenge with the projected bad weather for them. Um, it will be interesting to see how this all plays out. Uh, there's, there's no denying that. Uh, any final thoughts on this game in this matchup uh, before we let you go, Mike? Well, so a couple things, Anita. You know, the first was you, you mentioned the Will Greer and signing him off, you know, the practice squad. Honestly, like, they might get some benefit from his knowledge of the Cowboys. I think part of it, though, the bigger part of it is, like, look at the quarterbacks going down across the league. Bryce Young, not, not playing this week. Anthony Richardson, like, not practicing. I think Belichick looked at it and said, look, I got Mac. I got Bailey Zappi, who, you know, I, I, I waved prior and brought him back. Like, I'm one hit away from Mac from – what do I got? Like, so I think it was more layering the position with depth, looking around the league, right, and seeing guys go down more than anything and just finish it out specific to the game. I mean, I think it's all going to come back to the, the line of scrimmage for the Patriots. And if they don't get better offensive line play than they've got the first two weeks, it's going to be a tough game for them against that tremendous defensive front. And it'll be a long season for them if they don't get better offensive line play. Because to me, that's the whole key before we can really judge and analyze really anything else they're doing offensively. You know, Mike, you're, you're absolutely right. I, I say this time and time again. I, I think the backup quarterback position is one of the most um, underappreciated uh, positions in all of sport. And, and if, if I'm a general manager or I'm a head coach and I feel that I have a team that's built to win now, I'm I'm going to spend those dollars on a backup quarterback who obviously, you know, can't necessarily come in and be as good as my starter, hence why my starter has the job, but somebody who I feel is is confident enough to come in and help a team win some ball games or at least keep it close, you know? And yeah. so And yeah. Yeah. And Anita, who are those who are those quarterbacks? Like, you know, like so most of them want to start, right? So who's content? To I be think that Andy guy? Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton starting this week in Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't don't sleep on him. I actually think that he yeah. might give Carolina a better shot than Bryce Young because of his experience. Mm. I'm a huge Gardner Minshew fan. Let's keep in yeah. mind Gardner yeah. Minshew knows that system because he played with Steichen in Philadelphia. So he's coming in. He knows the system. The Baltimore Ravens have a lot of injuries. I think Minshew could keep it close, especially as well as Zach Moss mm. ran less. So, you know, again, you know, backup quarterbacks are backup for a reason. They're not your, you know, they're not necessarily your top 32. Um, but again, I, I just, I, I think, I think it's, it's Love really, it. really, really important um, to have somebody Great that, that, yeah, that, that you feel can come in and at least, you know, at least not deflate your team. And, and to be honest yeah. with you, and, and I, you know, I, I know it sounds like I'm really beating up on Zach Wilson here, but like, I just feel like this Jets team is built to win right now. And mm. like, I just, I think, I think the organization is doing everybody else on this roster a disservice by not mm-hmm. really knocking on every door possible to, to, mm. to just to find out what it would take to bring in a quarterback that this team feels more yeah. confident and secure that, oh, man, we've got a shot. We've got a chance. Mm-hmm. No, he's not as good as Aaron Rodgers, but at least we have a shot. I, I wouldn't be surprised if more than 50% of, of guys on that Jets roster are like, well, season's over. 
Yeah. I think it's a great point, and I think if I've learned one thing, and, and this may be not specific to the Jets, but just any team, is what they're saying right now maybe doesn't necessarily mean what they're going to be saying two weeks from now, depending on what the next two weeks look like, right? And so maybe they change their tune in a couple weeks if, you know, let's say the Vikings drop to 0-4, yep. you know, to your point, 0-3-0-4. Maybe that changes the picture. Um, that would be a compelling one to follow. I mean, I think your points are really well taken on, on you know, what you're talking about. Mike, you're the best. We so appreciate it when you join us here on 98.7 ESPN. Thank you, my friend. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Stay dry. Stay dry. Mike Reese covering the Patriots for ESPN uh, with some good insight, getting you ready for that matchup Patriots against the Jets. We come back. I've got some NFL plays for you heading into week three of the NFL season. Stay tuned for that. We'll be right back right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The quarterback situation, the defense. I'm playing the under here, right? Because you've got two teams, the Jets and the Patriots, very good defenses. Um, You've got Zach Wilson, issues at quarterback, issues with offensive line. We just heard from Mike Reese, issues with the Patriots' offensive line. Um, And I think both teams are going to be playing very conservative on the offensive side of the ball. I think they're going to be running the football a lot especially with the weather conditions. So I like the under at 36. This was at 37, 37 and a half in some places. It's come down. I would jump on this as soon as possible um, because in, in, as we get more and more uh, information and indication in regards to just how bad the storm's going to be, I think I wouldn't be surprised if this line jumped down even further. So I would jump on it. I got it at 37 or 37 and a half. I have to look. Uh, but I would jump on it now. Um that's about it. That, that's my only play here. And, and because do we really know? So the storm is coming in. 
it's supposed to affect Washington and Buffalo. Okay. So uh, I like Robinson running back for uh, for the Washington Commanders, especially if the weather conditions uh, are. Here's the thing. It's supposed to make its way north. So it's supposed to, you know, it's supposed to have a bigger, a much larger effect on the Patriots-Jets game than Washington or Baltimore. The tail end of the storm will be just leaving Baltimore and Washington when, and again, I'm not a meteorologist. I don't pretend to be one. I'm just sharing with you what I have read today, right? Um, But it's supposed to affect the Jets-Patriots game because we're more north, obviously, than Washington and Baltimore. Just FYI. So uh, so Buffalo in, in the Washington Commanders, again, um, I love the overs on everything uh, Robinson in this game. I love the way that he runs. He's such a beast. He's amazing. Um, had Mina Kimes on our Daily Wager show. She really likes Sam Howell, but again – you know, and and we just had Cynthia Freeland on this show. Careful in regard to betting on or having any faith on anything passing uh, when we don't know what those weather conditions are going to be and and how the wind anywhere between twenty five to forty miles per hour is going to affect things. Okay, so but you know, obviously, I think weather bad weather conditions, offensive coordinator is going to want to run the football. And I think that's what they do. Denver and the Miami Dolphins. I like Denver getting the points here. Uh, they're getting six and a half on the road. Here's the thing. <laughs> a lot of people feel that Denver is struggling because of Russell Wilson. It's not true. Um, look at the statistics. Denver's offense is, 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 pre- is, is pretty impressive. Uh, they're top three in, in regard to points per possession. And they're also top three in something in, in, in success rate. So it's not Russell Wilson. It's not Sean Payton coaching poorly. Um, I think a lot of people are sleeping on this Denver Broncos team. And I, they're getting six and a half. I, I think this is a good spot for you to use them as a two-team six-point teaser as well. I would tease the Denver Broncos up to plus 12 and a half. Also, the Miami Dolphins might be without Waddle, who's dealing with a concussion. And if that's the case, then it's all Tyreek Hill. They'll be able to put Patrick Sartan on him and bracket him in the secondary. Um, I think this game is going to be a lot closer than what most people think, and I like Denver getting the points. Uh, The Texans going up against the Jags really don't have – I think this Jags team is going to be really good. I think they've had – I think they're working their way in. As we see teams, right, we see teams, they develop throughout the season. We've heard it before, you know, three or four weeks before the season ends. Oh, the, the team is peaking at the right time. I think I think the Jags are a work in progress. Uh, they're not as good as they were when the season ended last year. I think they can get back there, especially with Calvin Ridley offensively. Um so I, I don't I don't I really don't have a good grip or a good grasp on this game. Um so I'm not playing it at all. Again, Patriots and Jets, I told you I'm taking the under there. It's at 36. Atlanta and the D- Detroit Lions had Cynthia Freeland on this show earlier. She really likes this game on the slate. Um, I I don't 
if anything, Bijan Robinson um, over re- over receptions, over receiving yards. It's probably what I would play. Um, Amal Ross St. Brown is dealing with a toe injury. Uh, that that's concerning. Atlanta Falcons defense has been better than what I thought they would be at the start of the season, and uh, and they can run the ball effectively. But I really don't have a play here. The Colts, they're rolling with Gardner Minshew because uh, Anthony Richardson is dealing with a concussion. They're going to play in Baltimore. Baltimore is favored by eight. I do like the Colts getting the eight. Again, another team, another game that I think uh, you can benefit as a two-team six-point teaser and teasing it up to plus 15. Um, Is it 15 or 14? 14, yeah. So, uh, but I'll tell you, my favorite bet here is Zach Zach Moss, anytime touchdown. Especially with the weather conditions, what they're expecting in the Baltimore Ravens rush defense, uh, not nothing to write home about. Zach Moss, anytime touchdown. It's my favorite bet in that game. Chargers going up against the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings at home, minus one. The over-under is off the board. Not sure why. I do like the over here. I want to say that it was at 51 and a half. I think that's what I got it. Uh, back on Wednesday. I think Kirk Cousins has a field day. I'm playing everything over Kirk Cousins. Over passing attempts, over yards, over touchdowns, over, over, over for Kirk Cousins. I think he he just he has a field day against the Chargers. If I was to play this uh, aside, I would lean towards the Minnesota Vikings at home. Tennessee going up against the Cleveland Browns. As we know, unfortunately, no, no Nick Chubb. He's done for the season. Um... Deshaun Watson is a shell of himself. Cleveland, short work week, coming off a disappointing loss against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Give me the Tennessee Titans, plus three and a half. I also like them on the money line at plus 142. Rabel is a dog, please. I love I love Mike Rabel. Um, I think Tennessee wins outright. The Saints going up against the Green Bay Packers. Packers favored by one. Over-under is 42 and a half. Uh, don't really have a play here. Carolina going up against Seattle. Seattle at home, minus five and a half. Carolina rolling with Andy Dalton because Bryce Young is out. I really don't have a play here. Dallas Cowboys in Arizona. Dallas laying the 12 and a half. Lay it. Lay it. Arizona is going to get absolutely destroyed by the Dallas Cowboys. I mean destroyed. I am. If you're scared, say you're scared. It's a lot of points. I'm going to lay it. Dallas is going to just absolutely crush them. The Bears going up against Kansas City. Kansas City at home, minus 12 and a half. I, I just, I don't know what to make of this whole, you know, Justin Fields calling out his coaches this week. Right. Um, what else is the guy going to do? Boy, um, he needs out of Chicago. That's what Justin Fields needs. Um, staying away from this one as well. Trying to think what my favorite bet is here. I, I can't. I don't necessarily have one, even even in the props market. The Pittsburgh Steelers uh, in Las Vegas going up against the Raiders. Raiders favored by two and a half. Again, no feel here. Staying away from this. I, actually, I do. Um, I love Warren over Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, and I like how he's utilizing the passing game. So Warren over receptions, over receiving yards for the Pittsburgh Steelers. My favorite play in that matchup. On Monday night, uh, we've got a doubleheader yet again. Did you like it? Let let me ask you. And again, we've got uh, Chantel and uh, and Julian who are producing. 
you know, it's got, so I, I, I've got three TVs going in my living room. Um, and so I, I had both games on, but it, it was, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of weird, right? Having the double header on, on Monday. Like it'd be one thing if like one game was at seven o'clock and the other game was at like nine 30, but considering these games are only an hour apart, it, it's, did it feel weird to you last Monday? No. Uh, I mean, yes. it's like a it's like a marathon. It's like a football marathon. That's kind of what it felt like. Yeah. I I just I just I I just like I said, I just I I wish it was like maybe a 2-hour difference. That way you're you're watching the last, let's say the last you know, quarter of one game while the the other one's starting. I I I just I wish they were staggered differently. Um I have not been impressed with this Eagles team. They're in Tampa going up against the Bucs. The Bucs are at home getting five. Um, Baker Mayfield has been impressive to me um, with this Bucs team. Although this is an Eagles team, they've had 10, 11 days to prepare for the Tampa Bay Bucs. I still like the Bucs here. And again, this is, to me, a home dog. If you use them as a two-team six-point teaser, you're getting them at plus 11. I'd play that. And then last but not least, uh, the 8-15 game on Monday night, the Rams going up against the Cincinnati Bengals. We had Ben Baby on the show earlier tonight. Uh, does not sound good for Joe Burrow, even though Cincinnati is still favored at home at 2.5. Give me the Rams. I like the Rams here. I'll take the Rams at plus 2.5. I'm going to play the Rams on the money line. I think they win straight up at plus 114. And also, again, uh, another good team to use as a two-team six-point teaser and tease them up to plus 8.5. So, uh, so that's how I'm. Uh, that's how I'm playing this week's NFL slate of games. Quick break. We come back. Uh, we'll. Uh, we've got. We still have Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports, who we're going to hear from uh, in this hour with a deeper dive into some NFL as well as college football plays. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Anita Marks with you here on ninety eight point seven ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Uh, anyway, let's go to our phone lines. Let's go to Tony in Middletown. Uh, Tony, welcome in. Good evening. Rep uh, Middletown, Delaware, because that's where Chris Godwin's from. And let me tell you something. You're on the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks this weekend. You're 100% accurate. Let me tell you something. The Bucks have two of the best wide receivers in the league, okay? And the Eagles do too. But guess what? It's going to be a tight game this weekend. And Chris Godwin and Mike Evans are going to show out. And Chris Godwin will be repping Middletown, Delaware in the building. So, yeah, listen, I, this weekend. I, I, like, I like Godwin. I like Godwin a lot this week, believe it or not. Uh, awesome route runner. Yep. Yep, was was disappointed that he he was dealing with some knee issues last year, right? 
um, which was unfortunate. But, uh, but yeah, Tony, thanks for the phone call. Really do appreciate it. Um, yeah, I, I, do like, I do like Godwin a lot um, this week heading into that matchup. Really quick, let, let's get you up to speed on some of the injury news and notes out there in the NFL, right? So, again, Anthony Richardson is out. Minshew's going to get the start. C.J. Stroud is dealing with the shoulder, but he's expected to play. Bryce Young is out. Andy Dalton is getting the start for Carolina. Uh, Joe Burrow is dealing with a calf. Just stay tuned to that. If you have Joe Burrow on your fantasy team, uh, you, you definitely want a plan B ready just in case. We did have Ben Baby on the show earlier tonight. It does sound like Joe Burrow is going to give it a go. But, again, you always want to be ready. Running backs does not sound like David Montgomery is going to get a go. So Jameer Gibbs uh, should have a really, really big day uh, against Atlanta. Nick Chubb, we know, is out. Kareem Hunt is expected to be active. I know a lot of people went out there and they uh, they got Ford. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Um, Hunt knows this offense. I still think Ford is the running back that you wanted to grab off the waiver wire. But I think in due time, this is going to be by committee. Brees Hall is going to go for the Jets. Gainwell is back in action for the Philadelphia Eagles. Cam Akers was traded to the Vikings. Um, if you didn't know that, now you know. Eckler, not expected to play. So you've got Kelly in the backfield for the Chargers. Uh, Jay Williams, not going to play for, uh, for the Saints. Looks like Kendry Miller is going to be the lead back in that backfield over Jones. Justice Hill is out. Gus Edwards could have a big day. Sounds like Aaron Jones is going to play for the Green Bay Packers. Wide receivers. Amara St. Brown is dealing with a toe. Chris Watson dealing with a hamstring. But everything out of Green Bay, it sounds like this very well could be his week debut. Um, Zay Jones is out for Jacksonville. Could be a big day for Kirk, Christian Kirk, at the wide receiver position. Okay. Uh, Puka is dealing with an oblique. Uh, DK is dealing with ribs. Waddle dealing with a concussion. If Waddle can got, not go, it's Barrios, by the way. Barrios would be the wide receiver um, opposite Tyreek Hill for the Miami Dolphins. Isn't that interesting? Jacoby Myers back in action for the Raiders. He was out last week because of a concussion. Um, Devontae Smith dealing with a thigh. Odell Beckham Jr. is out. No surprise there with an ankle. Zay Flowers. Again, one of those games, Baltimore weather conditions is not, not going to be great. Um, but Zay Flowers, to me, gets a bump up. And Kadarius Toney, gosh, he's always injured, dealing with a toe. So Rice would be the beneficiary in, in Sky Moore, of course, of that. Knox tied in for the Buffalo Bills, dealing with a back. Kincaid um, gets a little bit more hype. And uh, and don't sleep on Taysom Hill now. Uh, rushed for over 70 yards last week. And I think will be a, a part of the rushing attack again for the New Orleans Saints. So just to get you in the know with, with a few players. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. We're in, in the show strong with uh, Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports. Uh, let's talk some college Let's talk some NFL. Like I said, not to poo-poo week three of the NFL season, but just I'm not overwhelmed with this slate of games. And maybe it's because of the injuries, whatnot. Maybe a lot of things come into action. But I love, absolutely love the slate of games in college football this week.
Colorado, Oregon is going to be an absolute treat, is it not? Uh, we dive into all that next. Lee Sterling joins us right here on Weekend Wager, 98.7 ESPN. Welcome back to 98.7 ESPN. The one and only Lee Sterling joins us from Paramount Sports like he does each and every week, getting you ready for your Saturday and Sunday slate of college and NFL games. I, I hate to say it, or I don't know, maybe I love to say it, but I love this week's slate of games in college yeah. football. I do not love this week's slate of games in the NFL. So I'm actually, I'm more excited. Can you believe these words are coming out of my mouth? I'm more <laughs> excitedly for Saturday's action than I am Sunday. Are you? Same way. I mean, it flips around last week. The NFL card was great. I mean, there were some good games in college football, you know, highlighted by the the Florida Tennessee game, but this week it's all about college football. I mean, and then that's the way it should be. You know, the NFL, the schedule is predetermined. Uh, they have, there's always a couple weeks, and, and this week is one of them that isn't great. But college football, with them going to the 12-team playoff, I think you're going to see a lot of these colleges beef up their schedules. All right. Lee Sterling again, Paramount Sports, ParamountSports.com. Make sure you check him out. Let's dive into some college action, and let's start with Alabama. Alabama at home, favored by seven. Going up against Ole Miss. I like Ole Miss here. I'm on the Ole Miss side. Listen, Alabama, what are they going to do at quarterback? Lee, I can go play quarterback for them. And, oh, by the way, they looked quite um, concerning against my alma mater, University of South Florida, last right. week. So I'm really curious. The over-under here is 55 and a half. What side are you on? Same side as you, Anita. And, and here's why. Nick Saban, I think he was desperate last week, and he should not have blamed it on Jalen Miller. Did he play great or even average? Maybe not, but he's by far the only option they have. Tyler Buckner and Ty Simpson are not the answer. South Florida is not a good team. When your best team uh, and best player for South Florida is your kicker, just kind of tells you, you know, what kind of weapons you have. They didn't have the weapons to exploit Alabama. The eye test, when you watch them, I mean – Four, last four or five years, they've had receivers and running backs galore. They don't have it now. They're only averaging 5.8 yards per snap, and Ole Miss is averaging 8.19 yards per snap. I, I think that Ole Miss has been game planning for this game. I think that Lane Kiffin didn't have the weapons in years past, but I think he does. I think he's going to become the fourth former assistant to beat Nick Saban here. Wrong team favorite. Ole Miss outright 31-27. Yeah, I am. I am with you, my friend. I am definitely with you. Um, we've got another one. This is going to be you. You picked the good ones, and uh, and maybe this is why I love you so much. Uh, you've got Ohio State going up against Notre Dame. Oh, Ohio State is favored by three um, on the road. Um, going up against the Fighting Irish. The over under is fifty five and a half. Dare I say the wrong team is favored here as well, Lee? I think it could be. Let's talk about quarterback position. You and I know, well, we both played quarterback pretty high level. And last year, going into the fourth game of the year, Notre Dame's quarterbacks had three touchdowns and three interceptions. That's horrible. This year, with Sam Hartman, I think he's worth 10, 12 points to this offense. They have 15 touchdowns and no interceptions. Now, let's look at the Ohio State quarterback situation. Last year, C.J. Stroud, after three games, 12 touchdowns, no interceptions. This year, a rather pedestrian, seven touchdowns and two interceptions. 
The Ohio State running backs are good. They're averaging 6.4 and 7.0 yards per carry. They're top two duo. Notre Dame's even better, 8.3 and 6.6. I think home field advantage is important here. And Ohio State has not done well as a road favorite here, one and seven against the spread. I think Sam Hartman's going to will his team to a win here. Another wrong team favorite, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish moved to 4 0 here. No, 5 0, 28 24. I hear you. I hear you. I agree with you. Uh, one more college game I want to tee up for you. Curious yeah. to get your thoughts because I think the world's going to be watching. And, of course, that's Colorado going up against Oregon. Colorado getting 21, the over-under 70-and-a-half. This game kicks off at 3.30. Coach Prime, his son quarterbacking, Hunter's out with what, a lacerated – it's not a not a, uh, not a a kidney. Um, I'm, trying, I'm trying to think. And it lacerated something with that horrible hit. Uh, yeah. that he got from Colorado, the Colorado State player. I'm here. This is what I'm doing. Uh, I'm going to play the Colorado team total points over 23 and a half. Um, I, I, you know, I, I just, I, I think Sanders is, is, uh, is strutting his, his stuff. He's, he's, of course, in the first two weeks, the conversation of, of the Heisman. I don't think Colorado wins. I think Oregon wins. I just think 21 points is a lot. So I'm going to play the team total over 23 and a half for Colorado. Also, Bucky Irving over 77 and a half rushing yards. Those are the two plays I have in this matchup. Your thoughts? So here, I, I don't have a problem with either of those bets. I, I do think Colorado is going to try to run the football. The problem is they're going to be facing a team that goes quick, hurry up offense. They get snaps off in eight, nine, ten seconds sometimes. So that means extra possessions extra possessions you got to run the football to keep you know that offense off of the field and the problem here is they have not been able to run the ball 127th rushing attack now I do think they're going to have more success against Oregon than they did a couple of the other teams they played but Colorado State is not a good team I mean they're a bottom 15 20 team in college football I think the loss of Travis Hunter as a receiver and also a defensive back is huge how big has Bo Nix come up this year? 11 Woo! touchdowns, no interceptions. I mean, he's in his like ninth, tenth year, I mean, it seems like. Probably <laughs> has already gotten a double master's and a doctorate in his teaching class there. But uh, the favorite, 16-5 and five against the spread in Oregon games of late here. They had almost a 400-yard advantage over Hawaii in their last game here. Sometimes you got to lay it if you want to play it. Oregon Ducks, 56-24 over Colorado. Woo! All right, yep. let's move on to the yep. NFL. Let's uh, kick it off with one that's very near and dear to us here in our own backyard, and that is New England coming to New York to take on the Jets. We know the record. Bill Belichick, he owns Zach Wilson. Uh, the Patriots on the road favorite, minus two and a half against the Jets. The over-under is at 36 and a half. This has, this has dropped down. It was at 37 I do. My my side here is the under. Also, keep in mind, we've got a tropical storm that is going to be affecting three games this week, and the Jets being one of them. Your thoughts on this match, Lee? Yep. I mean, winds are probably going to be 15 to 25 miles an hour. It's going to be raining nonstop here. I, I think it comes down to the running game. I think that actually the Jets running game uh, can get the job done here. I, I don't trust either quarterback, Mac Jones, He's not going to get it done. His receivers 
don't scare you. He's got two good tight ends. He's going to have to throw to those guys. But, you know, this might be one of those games where defensive back uh, falls to the ground, slips and falls, or uh, maybe a special teams play. I think the Jets special teams uh, has been good enough. Now, the New England, I mean, blocking both of those field goals was big to them, even just staying in the game. So uh, those surprise moves were the guys running uh, parallel to the line of scrimmage. Uh, great, great move by the New England special team coach. But now the cat's out of the bag here. I think Zach Wilson will play a little bit better. He's a little more mobile in, in a bad weather game here. Not a great runner, but good enough here. I like the Jets in a barn burner here, 17-13. Whoa, okay. Yep. Uh, right. Let's talk about a team that's very near and dear to you. In proximity, of course, and that's the Miami Dolphins. They're home, lane six and a half. The Denver Broncos 0-2 on the road, getting six and a half. The over-under is 48. Here's the thing, Lee. A lot of people think the Denver Broncos are 0-2 because of Russell Wilson and their offense, but right. they're number one, they're number one in like scoring per drive, and they're number three and something like the, their offense is has not been their problem. Um, not no. sure what's going on with Waddle. Waddle's dealing with a concussion. Curious over under is 48. Curious what side you're on here. Cause I've got, I've got a small lean here on this dog with the Denver Broncos getting the six and a half. I agree with you. I think Denver is going to be one of those teams. We look back after seven or eight games, you're going to say they play down to the level of competition. They play up to it when they're playing top teams. And I, I it looks like Jalen Waddle is trending towards not playing in this game. What does that mean? Well, Braxton Berrios has to step in as the number two receiver as a number three receiver, he's been great. When you got those two guys going downfield, you can work off and find a lot of open room. But uh, as a number two receiver, I don't think that's his position. River Craycraft's been great as a four guy. Now he's the three guy. Uh, I, I think that Miami has got some problems also on the back end. I think Russell Wilson might hit on some big plays here. I have Miami, Miami escaping 26-23, but six and a half points here. Way too much in a trap game for Miami. Okay, we're on the same page. Yep. Last but not least, let's end strong on that Monday night matchup. Well, actually, there's two. Uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks hosting the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, getting five at home. Over-under is 46. I think they've been one of the biggest surprises with Baker Mayfield at quarterback. The Eagles, to me, offensively have not looked good. I'm kind of on the side here with the Bucks. I was, but now the line's coming down. I think the value is gone. And, and as the more I study this game, I'm watching film. Baker Mayfield with a clean pocket has been really good. Now, he's missed on a couple plays that could have put uh, both games away earlier. But uh, I think that Philly's going to come after him. I believe they have the best front seven in the NFL. Uh, the Tampa Bay line is better this year, but we're going to find out if it's good enough. So I think we're... In the first two games, he just didn't have to make mistakes. He's going to have to make some big plays and hit on uh, some plays down the field to his receivers. I think it's going to be tougher against this Philadelphia defense. And I think Jalen Hurts is going to finally come out. You know, they've made some changes in the offensive system here. And uh, just a matter of time before Brown and, and, and his mates start catching on fire here. And now DeAndre Swift. I mean, look, uh, he might have another game where he gains another 125. 130 yards. So finally have him as a weapon here. Tough game, but I think Philly pulls away late 30 to 20. Fantastic. Great stuff. Lee, really do appreciate you again. Lee Sterling joining us from Paramount Sports, getting you ready for not just NFL, but college football. Big, exciting Saturday 
upon us. That's for sure. Lee, thank you so much. Thanks, Anita. Take care. All right. I want to thank you for tuning in to Weekend Wager here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, with you each and every Friday night from 9 to 11 p.m. And we've had really a slew of really great guests getting you ready a lot, right, for that fun Sunday slate of games. Nothing too crazy to write home about, but some interesting storylines and uh, in some, some interesting ways uh, that we can all make some money. I'm back on tomorrow afternoon, high noon, noon to three, right here on 98.70 SPN. Um, excited about that and um, we'll do it again. Here we go. Three, two. All right. Again, I want to thank Lee Sterling. We've had a great cast of characters and guests join us on the show tonight. It is Week in Wager with you each and every Friday night right here on 98.70 SPN from 9 to 11 o'clock. I want to thank our producers, Julian and Chantel, as always, doing a great job. And, um, and getting you ready for your Saturday and Sunday slate. Again, I'm up here in Bristol, Connecticut. So tune in tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. on ESPN2. I'll be hosting Daily Wager, getting you ready for that Saturday college football slate. And then, of course, um, here back here on the radio at noon, from noon to 3 on 90.7 ESPN. Everybody, again, thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Uh, listening to Weekend Wager here on 98.7. ESPN.